Hop üzletlánc támogatásával. Ezen a hétvégén felgördül a függöny, vakítanak a reflektorok. A Sláger Rádió képzeletbeli filmvásznán megelevenednek minden idők legnagyobb filmjeinek legmeghittebb pillanatai. A legizgalmasabb pillanatok. Welcome everyone to episode two of Sports Corner with Hen and Jack. We have a very, very special episode today with a few very special first-time guests popping in. And I'm I'm your host, Henry. My co-host Jack. You wanna say say something? Yeah, what's up? I'm really excited. Uh this is probably gonna be our best episode, honestly, and I can't uh wait for it. I agree. It's going to be a very good one. And producer Tyler, you want to say a couple of words? Oh, what's up? I'm ready to get it started. All right. Then first time guest on here on the sports corner with Hen and Jack. I'd like to introduce DLG, the football genius. He knows it all. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm uh, at drone jock, drone dot underscore drone underscore jock on Twitter and uh, attitude boy, whatever you may know me as. Uh, first time guest of the pod. I'm really stoked. There was a there was another Learjet that pulled up to Dirt Creek, South Carolina uh, Regional Airport, Municipal Airport today, and uh, I got on. And sure enough, these guys were in there. So it was. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the appearance, but I'm. I'm more so looking forward to hearing from our from from the other guests it's the whole reason i came on today so let's let's go ahead into that yeah uh i'd like to introduce i'm very honored that he came on our show uh i mean this is a huge get for episode two of a podcast i'd like to say uh say very much thank you let's give a warm welcome to qb film room fellas how's it going we've had numerous you know just like awesome interactions for i mean you know at least a year or even more on twitter so it's awesome to finally talk with all of you you know so yeah it should be a lot of fun yeah i'm very excited and you know yeah also, we haven't really had like a formal conversation before this would be good you know i also want to say that a lot of people said this episode w- wasn't going to happen and we proved the haters wrong so that's a big pa- everyone deserves to patting themselves on the back for the for getting this together yeah this is going to be very special it was very i mean every single episode that we put out people say it's not going to happen we keep doing yeah. it we did episode one and now we're going to do episode two right yeah. all right so uh should we just get right into college football week one reactions yeah so uh Actually, uh, uh, QB Film Room, uh, do you want to like pl- uh, plug your name, uh, name or like your Twitter handle, your um, account, or like your website sure. or any YouTube channel yeah. or anything you want to plug? Uh, go ahead, yeah. table's yours. Okay, certainly, yeah. So, my name is Brian. Um, I, you know, obviously go by QB Film Room, as everybody knows. So I, uh, you know, I'm an ex quarterback. I played in high school and I also played in college. In about six seven years ago i started just watching nfl film okay maybe you know like a youtube channel and um you know my twitter handle now is at throw rockets so i'll post a lot of crazy stuff on there you know just you know random stuff obviously you know analysis me throwing to 
you know, people sometimes and air other times. So, but yeah, I just like to have a lot of fun um, on Twitter, but I, you know, I do really, um, you know, still analyze NFL quarterback play. And then most recently within the past year, I've gotten into college betting and also NFL. So that's a whole nother world, but so. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty great introduction. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I have been. Uh, I've noticed. I think is your current handle still QBFR bets now? Um, you know, it's actually not. So the uh, handle is at Throw Rockets. Oh yeah, I meant the display name. Sorry. Oh yeah, so the uh, display name is uh, at QBFR. I believe betting. I think I just changed it. So. All right, so if you're looking for any quarterback analysis, follow QB Film Room on Twitter right now. Yes. Okay, I hope you've clicked follow, because now we're moving on college football week one analysis. So uh, any particular game that anyone wants to talk about, anything that stuck out to anyone? Yeah, I watched the entire Iowa game. That was, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> um, my my body texted me before the game started. He said it's going to be seven to three with Iowa getting two safeties, just kind of as a meme. Um, and I mean, he got it right. So shout out fan of the pod, Ben. Um, he got it exactly right, and <laughs> I'm very surprised by that. But that was an interesting game. And then the other one I was looking at a lot was Old Dominion Virginia Tech. Um, the Sun Belt actually looks pretty good this year, honestly. Or maybe just for ACC as a whole, it's just kind of washed. But hey, we, we got a big win last night, so <laughs> yeah. I'm bummed. Uh, still from Thursday, I couldn't avoid it. Uh, Friday, when I was out at the bar, they're showing it. My Purdue Boilermakers lost a heartbreaker to the Penn State Nittany Lions on Aiden O'Connell, my good friend's birthday, no less. Uh, I think we'll come back from it, but it's just a tough way to start the season for us. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was watching the Illini game on, what was that, Friday night, Illini-IU? And yeah. That was a tough one for the Illini to just choke away like that. They'd only given up like 70 yards in all the second half, then like a minute 30 left, 75-yard touchdown drive to lose the game brutal stuff yeah yeah i was on that you know i was on that uh, illinois game as well and i thought there was no way in hell that they were going to lose at home and the way they lost if you know their uh, head coach at all you know he's going to have them ready to play this week like oh yeah he's mad, you know so i would you know i would expect them to win this week but who are they playing this week yeah let, let me i've got the odds pulled up right now i think uh, they're playing uh uva Illinois minus four at home. Take that, in my opinion. I don't know. I don't know what your take is on that uh, QB film, but uh, Virginia's new head coach Tony Elliott. I think he's a total fraud. He was running a high school offense at Clemson, and I just don't think he's going to have it. To, uh, you know, the wherewithal to beat uh, such a strong right. opponent like Illinois on the road. Right. I yeah, I agree. I think Illinois has solid quarterback play this year as well. Um, even though it may not have showed week one. Um, throughout the course of the game, but I would, yeah, I would expect them to cover and win. 
Um, I've only, I've only really, uh, the, most of this past week with college football week one, I really watched through the, um, lens of gambling. Uh, cause I, I had, I think I had three or four games. I had, uh, TCU minus 10 and a half. They blew out Colorado big 12 speed too much for the, the pac 12, unfortunately. Um, uh, what, what was the other game? Uh, Mizzou I had because, uh, they got that new five-star that was like a top five recruit. He's amazing. Luther Burden, go watch his highlights. Um, but the, the game I was most excited about was Arkansas-Cincinnati because I like uh, K.J. Jefferson a lot. I think he's an absolute tank as a quarterback. And uh, I had them minus seven. It ended up being a push, but uh, I didn't lose money. So, I mean, that's always good. But I noticed this whole week, it seemed like it was a very sloppy week for most teams. and just a lot of just, uh, you know, stupid – this like stupid things that teams did or bad decisions and it reminded me of something um that will particularly with the Arkansas game uh there was one play where KJ Jefferson had to snap the ball out of shotgun like two yards from his own end zone and they ended up fumbling the ball because the center snaps it at the running back's knees and KJ couldn't get it and it reminded me something of uh, QB film has always said about how college coaches, they just like, there's a lot of them that just don't, don't know how to coach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, that was a theme. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, I don't, you know what, it's gotta be more so, you know, because camp opens early August. So if you think about it, there's a month, you know, plus for all these, you know, all these schools, all these coaches, to prepare these guys for week one. And when you think about it, when you see all these inconsistent performances, you know, and like um, errors that you wouldn't necessarily, you know, expect from, from college players. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just has to raise the, the uh, question of, you know, are these coaches actually, you know, you know, actually good or, you know, are they, you know, are they focusing on the wrong things for a month? you know, leading up. So. Yeah. You got to ask if they're doing if I mean, they're all in college towns. I don't know. Some of them, there's been a lot more young coaches than there has been in the past. And I'm wondering if some of those guys are kind of chasing tail around campus, like Lane Kiffin yeah. was, or Urban yeah. Meyer was Urban Meyer infamous for doing that as we all know. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Urban Meyer would chase and, tail around college towns, even after he wasn't in college anymore. <laughs> that's a good point though. Um, because you know, a lot of these schools are, you know, the atmospheres are, are just off the charts, right? So then, you know, you know, school starts in late August, early September. So it's like, there's a lot of distractions, even f- for these young coaches, it seems. <laughs> like, bro. Yeah, like, what's going on? I mean, there were rumors about Scott Frost over in Nebraska, uh, having some dalliances himself with some young students there i didn't hear that that's that, that that's probably really? why he's doing so bad yeah, yeah i mean yeah. what four point win over north dakota was it yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right they're not even like a particularly good fcs team no i wonder if that's true with uh uh jeff scott he's a young head coach for S- south florida i know he let QBFR and I down this past weekend. Yes, he did. Uh, BYU was not. I mean, they 
they had they had everything going or USF had everything going in their favor. Just a comp- uh, unpredictable offense, an athletic quarterback, and they just just completely didn't exactly. deliver. And they had the weather delay too, which should right. be a huge advantage for the home team. Huge advantage. But yeah. That was a disappointment. I um so you know, as you guys most likely did is um, you know, I watched a lot of the Notre Dame game versus, you know, um they played Ohio State. And I really wasn't impressed with their offense at all. Okay. You know, especially in the second half, they did absolutely, you know, zilch. And you can chalk it up and say, well, the Ohio State defense is, you know, solid and, you know, they have, you know, all Americans, but I really didn't see anything from their offensive scheme or system or, you know, even quarterback play that, you know, impressed me. And they play Marshall at home this week. It'll be the new head coach of Notre Dame's first home game against Marshall. And I'm not saying Marshall's going to go in there and win. It's, it's the first ever meeting between these two teams, but I watched a lot of the Marshall game this afternoon and their offense looked efficient, um, very, very well balanced. And that line right now is sitting at plus 30 Marshall. And I don't think they're going to lose by more than 30 points. So that might be something to hammer. So, yeah, I like that a lot. And Notre Dame's uh, best weapon on offense is still their tight end. And then this is nothing against tight ends because tight ends are some of the hardest playing players in the sport. But if you're your most athletic best receiver is a tight end, and that probably says something about your whole offense. I mean, I don't know. People might disagree about that, but yeah, and and even yeah, even one step um, you know further is Notre Dame had a couple of really big um, you know passing plays in the first half that set them up to you know score. I think that's when they scored their only touchdown, and then they had a field goal. But each of those. Um, you know, each of those big plays were, were were kind of fluky even. So it's like, yeah. So they, I mean, they could have easily been even shut out against, you know, Ohio State. So definitely. Yeah, I mean, that first drive, it was the, what was it, like a whiffed tackle or something that to the 54-yard completion or whatever. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Another game that I'm kind of keying in on because I think the favorite last week underperformed or is uh, North Carolina minus nine. Uh, they're playing Georgia State at Georgia State, and I just I don't know if they can defend any team in the FBS. I don't know if anyone watched North Carolina App State, but they were just leaking touchdowns. So yeah, that's that was wild. Game. That was an insane game, App State, they, and they they missed that first two point conversion. That just hurt to see, but. It, they're also, I mean, I do kind of see that about college coaches being bad. Like North Carolina went and scored, which then gave App State another chance. And thankfully for them, they it was just a bad throw, bad catch to a wide open receiver. But like, I don't know. I don't think that they can hold up too well if they're letting App State hang 60 off of them. Yeah, Gene Chizik just completely washed as a defensive coordinator. I mean, these you gotta you gotta think North Carolina got that onside 
touchdown with 30 seconds left, put them up. Uh, I think, I think it was eight points and mm-hmm. they let App State, they let App State come back 80 yards to score on them with like five seconds left. So that's like 25 seconds. They drove the field on them at the end of the game. I mean, those guys are just not, they're not prepared to play a, a like a full game. So I, I don't know. That's, that's something yeah. I'd, I'd also check out. What's the over under for North Carolina, um, uh, Georgia State? Sixty-nine and a half. <laughs> uh, s- slam the over on that. Yeah, I like any uh, point total at sixty-nine. I always go over. <laughs> yeah. So, hmm. want to go ahead and get talking kind of about some of the NFL predictions now? Sure, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. So, you want to start with a particular division or? Let's start with the AFC East real quick, just to okay. kind of get some of the big ones sure. out of the way. I guess we could do the um, team we probably all think will win the AFC East, uh, the Buffalo Bills. Um, FanDuel mm-hmm. has them at um, 11 and a half uh, for wins uh, this year. I'd probably choose the over, honestly, myself, Same. because Buffalo only won, I think, 11 games last year. Um, I feel like they've only gotten better with like Bob Miller, and then it's another year with Josh Allen. Gabe, uh, Gabe Davis will probably uh, step up in that wide receiver two uh, two role pretty easily. Um, yeah, I th- I'd be pretty surprised. And also with the Patriots um, taking a step back, I think that um, will give them another win on top of that. So I'd be kind of surprised if um, yeah they finished under or. Uh, the 11 and a half line, honestly. Yeah, I, uh, I'd probably take the over on that. The, I mean, the Dolphins are going to take a step forward. That could be tough for them, but I do think last year they won 11 games, and they were probably better than an 11-win team last year. They lost some games they should have won, and yeah, they're, I think, pretty clearly improved over last year. But I still think the Bills just kind of cursed in the playoffs. I don't expect them to come out of the AFC this year. Yeah, I actually have a question for QBFR. Um, do you think that Tua is going to be kind of the answer at Miami, or do you think they're going to need to move on to someone else eventually? Well, that's a good question. So they, you know, obviously have the new coach in there. Um, last year, you know, I thought that he was done as a starter because he looked like he lost his confidence multiple times. Okay. But the new coach, Mike McDaniel is going to, you know, he, he's going to be able to get the best out of Tua. Okay. But then the question becomes, is the best out of Tua something that as a staff you want to stick with? So I don't know the answer to that, but you know, if he's efficient enough and he can make enough plays and run this offense, um, that's pretty quarterback friendly. I think they'll certainly be in contention for, you know, a division title, but there's an interesting um, third quarterback down there by the name of Skylar Thompson out of uh, Kansas state last year. Okay. And they elected to roster him. Okay. Which was seen as a question to a lot of the media members, but then Mike McDaniel said it was a no brainer for him. Okay. So I think they, love him you know Skyler Thompson okay he looked awesome in the preseason and I thought like you know I don't know about 
you drone jock but he he kind of reminded me of stafford at times at georgia like at oh, time he, yeah you know? total gunslinger i, I mean i like so, the guy a lot yeah. yeah so so i mean you know i would not be shocked if he actually becomes a starter at some point maybe not this year but i mean who knows man i, I kind of think I, I, and i see it kind of like mike mcdaniel because uh, he know he's from the Shanahan coaching tree, and we just saw what Shanahan did in the draft, where he traded three firsts to trade up for Trey Lance, who was a guy who, you know, a lot of the media had questions about. I think everyone in here thinks that he's he's going to do well, but uh, a lot of the media had questions about. But clearly, a guy that had the tools and you know could throw downfield, very accurate downfield, and as someone that could take the offense to the next level, to a level that Jimmy G couldn't. And I wonder if that's kind of what's going on with, with, with that signing of Skylar Thompson. Cause I think Mike McDaniel, you know, he gets in there and he's like, man, I think my quarterbacks are Tua and Teddy Bridgewater. Like, let me, let me sign my guy and see if, if, if we can work with him. I mean, that's, I'd, I'd be interested to see that develop. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Same here, man. So, yeah. Who do we have? Who do we have as an what 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 is their over under to the Dolphins? Uh it is an eight and a half. Uh again, I'd probably take the over as well. Um, but they're not, I assume not a nine-win team last year. I don't really see that team taking a step back, no matter how you feel about Tua or Flores. Uh both I I think Flores is great and all. And I, I still think McDaniels will be a decent hire just because he's like a huge like run game guru. I think that right. running game and the offensive line will be a lot better. I think that situation for Tua at the very least will be better mm-hmm. for him. And yeah, I could see them um, for sure winning over eight games, maybe not the playoffs That's an, uh, because the AFC is so competitive, but I don't really see them finishing under 500. Or, yeah. Well, the other and thing, on, you know, on, uh, you know, in the AFC East, there's been a lot of talk about the Jets. And how yeah. they're gonna, how they're gonna take this huge step now, you know, in year two. And I'm not buying it. I mean, I could no. be wrong, but I'm not really sold on that. So if that's the case, they're not gonna be in contention. The Patriots are gonna be down. So then it basically is, you know, the Bills and the Dolphins, and it, it, you know, it could end up being really, really close. So. Yeah, I can see the Dolphins winning like 10 games this year. They're probably going to get the six or seven seed, if you ask me. I mean, yeah. adding Tyree Kill is going to be huge for that offense. And like, uh, what, what do you call it? Tua, I agree. He's regaining his confidence with Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, he's a cool guy. He's a human being, you know? He's part of like the human race. We all, he understands struggle. But he's like, you know, one right. of the guys. He, he's someone yeah. that you want to – he's kind of dorky at first. Then you talk to him, you hear him talk. He's like, no, this yeah. is a guy I could Very go smart. out. Yeah, he's yeah. a guy you can have, like, have, have a nice beverage with, you know. Yeah. And you can talk about and, a lot and, of things. I think he's like – seriously either. Exactly. You know? he, can, like, he can get on the level with his players, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Um, one of one of my things, uh, since we're talking about AFC East quarterbacks, I do want to mention that it just it just broke the day that uh, Zach Wilson, that that Sala 
head coach Robert Sala was not ruling out that Zach Wilson would start week one. I don't know how everyone feels about that, but I, I, I find that hard to believe. That, that, uh, the way he tweaked his knee looked kind of bad to me, so I don't know. Um, Mike White is still the backup there, right? And Flacco. 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 Oh, is Flacco going to start if uh, Wilson can't? Yeah. Uh, I think that's a bad move. They just don't want to put pressure on Zach Wilson and have like another young quarterback possibly outplay him, you know? And yeah. it would be if Flacco plays uh, week one, it's Jets Ravens. and Oh, yeah. revenge game. Sure. Yeah. I'm not too uh, – one of the things, speaking of Zach Wilson, it, it did kind of bother me. Uh, and uh, I remember QB Film pointing this out too. Uh, he seems like he's he, – going into year two, you should be locked in. And he seems like he's very focused on his, his, his personal image and building that up. And also uh, what I was talking about earlier with chasing tail. I mean, it seems like that's what caused the injury kind of is he was trying to juke and kind of, you know – uh, get you know, get his image up, like look cool, and you see what happens. I mean, I don't know if if, if y'all agree with that or not. Exactly, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's been he's been too undisciplined for my liking. Even you know, in the preseason, you know, um, it was a first down play, first quarter of the preseason, you know, it's like, why are you trying to do this when you have a guy open, you know, now? So, it, I mean, yeah, it, it, it just speaks to maybe not being locked in. Right. And that's, that's something with a lot of young quarterbacks, but I mean, if you're drafted really high, I mean, you should be really focused on not letting your team down, that kind of thing. So, it, I mean, it's, it's disappointing to see because, you know, his future did look bright out of BYU, but I don't know what's going on now. Yeah. It shows a level of immaturity, you know. I know yeah, he's a young sure. guy, but it particularly, like compared to the other quarterbacks from his draft class, I think we can all agree, far and away the least mature. Yeah. Davis Mills, Lance, you know, Lawrence, all mature. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Um, do we want to move on to another division? Yeah, let's go down. Just talk um, about the Patriots or no? Or we could just uh, say I mean, under. I don't know what there's that much talk about them. Mac Jones. Um, I don't know what you guys think about Mac Jones. I'm kind of neutral on him. I don't think he's going to be great or anything. I think he'll be pretty good. Um, yeah. But, you know, by his prime, he'll be above average. But I don't see him going, like, above and beyond or anything like that. He's going to struggle without Josh McDaniels. It could be very ugly. The offensive coordinator situation in New England is – I don't know what yeah. Belichick is doing. It's like he's sundowning or something. Right. And, and, and one of the things that I thought was funny last year is people, I, th- I mean, he, he, he didn't have a, uh, he had a decent rookie year, but people were making him out to be like, you know, the best rookie of all time. They were like, you know, he's, he's, he had as good a year of Justin Herbert, bro. And it's like, no, man, come on. Like he's, he was throwing like five yard out routes and screens and stuff like, that. I mean, which is, I mean, if you're doing it consistently, that's great, but he, he wasn't, he, he wasn't like world beating or anything. I mean, so I think, I think that this, this year it'll be kind of a regression to expectation for him. Yeah. Uh, I think he kind of is, uh, I don't know, kind of like a Dalton type, uh, quarterback ideally is what you're looking at um he got some Matt Ryan comparisons I remember um I guess like 
last draft uh, season and then during the regular season. I don't even think his arm is that level, and Matt Ryan's arm is doesn't have like a Josh Allen arm by any means, but it's a, still a solid arm back uh, in the mid two thousand mid twenty tens or so. Um, I just think that's a bit too far of a comparison, but I don't know. I just feel it's like for Mac is just like the hardest situation possible. Um, much harder than Alabama clearly. And last year, offensive lines way worse. Um, and you know, the O-line is, or the offensive coaching staff has Henry Cocteau is a mess. And then your number one receiver is Kendrick Bourne is Who's a very good, probably number two or number three guy, but he's your top receiver. Right. Any other thoughts on New England? I think we're good. Um, do you want to go ahead and go on to the FC North real quick? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, let's start from the bottom this time. Um, assuming most of us think that the Browns are going to be at the bottom? or I think Steelers will be at the bottom. Steelers, hmm. yeah. I just saw that they're planning to keep uh, Kenny Pickett as their third-string QB. Oh really? Yeah. Um, yeah. On the depth chart. Yep. Yeah, I don't. Mason I don't know Rudolph season, baby. Mason Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. He has to guy. have some dirt on like NFL executives because like there's no reason he should be in the league still, in my opinion. <laughs> like he's not good. Dude, Filmer, who do you think uh, is the guy um, out of that Pittsburgh quarterback room? You think? Uh, we'll come up I think top. Let's say easily right now, oh, even though yeah. it's really good. But I think it's Mitch because if you know, I've watched a lot of Steelers content here recently, and and he seems like a new, you know, you know, guy out there. He's he's confident. He's um, you know not as nervous as he was with Maggie, and their offensive coordinator Matt Canada. I think he's entering either his second or third year there. So I think there's a level of comfort that's happening right now. And I don't think they're going to finish last in the AFC North. Now the question becomes, will Trubisky be able to play well for a long you know, stretch of the year? And I don't know about that, but I think he could help him here. Like, throughout the first half of the season, at least, you know, he's, he's not going to be a liability. I don't think so. Yeah. That's one, that's one reason I like, I think I, I'm, I'm agreeing with uh, whoever had the Browns last. I'm agreeing. I think it was Tyler. I'm agreeing that the Steelers, I think will outperform them because I think, uh, I mean, even whatever you want to say about Trubisky, I think he's a better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett. And he's also got better weapons in my opinion, uh, that wide receiving, uh, wide receiver room's really good. Um, I, what uh, QB Film was saying about Matt Canada, I, lo- I like Matt Canada a lot. I've liked him since college. He's he's uh, he makes you defend every gap in the run game. I mean, just a very smart coach. Uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd probably pick. And we don't. We also don't know how how Deshaun's really going to play. I mean, he's he hasn't he hasn't gotten real live reps in what two years. I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even before all the stuff happened with Deshaun, like I didn't think he was as good as people said. So I'm kind of getting the feeling that people are thinking that the idea of Deshaun is better than the actual player. That kind of makes sense. Right. Yes. 
I kind of like the Steelers this year. Um, I don't know. I feel like the defense still like still a really talented team. You still have a established coach in uh, Mike Tomlin. I, I like Matt Canada a lot. I think all those uh, motions are kind of cool. To, uh, just kind of fun to watch as like a viewer. And I re- I don't say what you want about Mitch Trubisky. I really don't see how, uh, him being worse than Roethlisberger. I like Roethlisberger retired probably a year or two too late. And he just looked real, just looked really ugly for him towards the end. Um, and he, he was even playing at a pretty high level into his mid to late thirties. But last year's uh, as early as probably set to, uh, like week three, week four last year, Roethlisberger really struggled. Like just had no arm. No, obviously couldn't really move at all. And Trubisky is like a decent athlete. He has a, he's an all right arm. Uh, like it's fine arm. And I think they'll do, I think they'll really help that Steelers offense. I could easily see them being a wild card team again. It wouldn't shock me at all. All yeah, right. So uh, for the other so, two kind of more relevant teams in the division, uh, Ravens, any, any kind of thoughts on them? I don't, I don't see them the, doing as well as they have been, but what's we'll the win see, total over under for the Ravens? Ten and a half. Hmm. Uh, under, under. Yeah, I think under, they probably yeah. go ten and seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel from your big Lamar guy? I'm just curious what you expect from him this year. Do you see any maybe improvements, or do you see him taking a step back, or uh, how do you see him in that offense this year? Yeah, well, we haven't seen him at training camp. Obviously, nobody has. So, and he hasn't played in you know in the preseason. But if you followed his off-season regimen on social media, he was he was getting down in the weight room. Okay, so he looks absolutely jacked. He's been working on his mechanics, you know, his timing, and all those you know all those uh, things in the passing game. So. And he was a great passer last year at times too. So it's, you know, it's going to come down to, is he going to be able to do it again? And I think he will be able to, but I mean, I'm not 100% sold on that happening, but I don't think, you know, I think, you know, I think they most likely will make the playoffs if he stays healthy. So, yeah, I hope he I mean, stays healthy. I mean, with the con- they still haven't paid him. I know he's like his own agent or whatever, but how hard can it be? Just be like, we'll give you the Deshaun Watson deal or slightly better than that. You know, it's not complicated when you have a superstar right. quarterback like that. Well, they have the Flacco, you know, cloud hanging over their heads. They're like, oh, uh, that's true. Flacco, this huge deal, making him the highest paid quarterback at the time in 2012. And their uh, owner's probably like, well, I don't want to do that again. You know, but I mean, it's LJ. So. Yeah, I, I was, uh, I'm surprised Lamar at this point isn't like, all right, if you don't want to pay me, then. I'll just force my trade. I'll, I'll go to the Panthers or something and let – because, you know, uh, David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, t- doesn't know what he's doing, but he was going to pay Sean Watson 300 
million or something crazy like that. So I, I mean, I'm sure he'd pay he'd he'd pay Lamar a lot. I don't I don't know. That's it. it I'd almost force my way out if they weren't willing to pay me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, another the Bengals. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. So, um, how do you see them doing this year? What's their over under for wins? Uh, it's nine and a half. So they won, okay. I think, eleven games last year. I think they were so. ten and seven yeah. last year. Okay, all right. They also had a pretty easy strength of schedule last year. I mean, even though they made the Super Bowl, um, they had yeah, a little I bit think... of an easier strength of schedule. But this year is going to be quite a lot more difficult, if I remember correctly. They are an improved team, though. They are, I mean, they yeah. had they had like a bottom three offensive line last year. I expect them to be at least middle of the road, maybe a little below average, but it'll make a world of difference for Joe Burrow. I'd yeah. probably go over that division is is still pretty bad. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, I think I think you can chalk the Browns as probably two wins. You you could probably do that with the Steelers too. I don't know. So yeah, I'd, I'd like to think they'd go over. Yeah, I mean, the one question that I have with the Bengals is after losing in the Super Bowl, they're going to feel this amount of pressure on them every single week. Like, oh, we, you know, we made the Super Bowl last year, so we have to be, you know, dominating still. So, and last year they had nothing to lose, you know, they were just getting wins. It seemed like every week almost, and they had all this momentum that they were generating. So I'm not saying that they're that that they're not going to be good this year, but it's just there's going to be that element of pressure. So absolutely. Yeah. That's a great I think point. It kind of swings like a pendulum. Like if they kind of have a rough start to the season, I definitely don't think that they're gonna have a great, you know, rest of the season. But if they start off strong and they rack up some wins, that kind of we we're in the Super Bowl last year momentum, I think might end up actually helping them a little bit. Yeah. I was, I was, by the way, before we, before we move on, I just wanted to, uh, I was looking up um, team futures for the AFC North. And uh, I saw, I remember Jack saying he liked the Steelers a lot. It looks like they have odds plus 5,000 to uh, make the Super Bowl and win the AFC. What do you think about that? Are you going to, are you going to look at that? Who, me? Um, No, I don't think so, honestly. I, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I don't think I could do that. Uh, but maybe like a few bucks on it, it couldn't hurt. Okay. Yeah. The Seahawks Super Bowl rematch of what was that one? Forty four or something? Forty one? No, I think it'd be like thirty. Yeah, thirty nine. I think. Yeah, was the one with Sean like Alexander? That. No, actually, yeah. it'd be yeah, it'd be. 40. It was two thousand five. So yeah. Yeah, forty. Was, yeah, forty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, about the Bengals, uh, something I'm just kind of curious about is obviously Chase is like a hell of a player. They have the best receiving core and an elite running back, but all those explosive plays that happened last year, I, it's going to, I mean, it can't happen every year. I know it's Jamar Chase, but T. Higgins. I don't know, yeah, T. Higgins, I guess, will uh, probably be, I think it'll be a little bit more balanced with like who has like more yards per game uh, between Chase and Higgins, honestly. Yeah, I'm a big Higgins fan. Um, I grew up probably like 15 minutes away from him and stuff. So he was really big in Tennessee. My my buddy, he played 
left tackle for the same high school as T Higgins. And he knows nothing about football. So it's kind of funny. I was talking to him the other day and he's like, Oh wait, T Higgins is in NFL. Yeah. That's kind of weird. It's really weird that he was playing as a, um, as a varsity starter in my senior year, like as a freshman, I'm like, dude, yeah, he, he's in the Super Bowl right now. If you want to get to see your old classmate, like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. By the way, uh, T's, T's dad just died. So RIP, Mr. Higgins. Mm. Uh, I'm going to yeah. send a prayer request. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, my, my boys in AFC South. Uh, what are we having this year? I think Titans are going to win it, but we'll see. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited for the Titans this year, honestly. I don't know. I mean, losing AJ Brown, I think that's going to be a bigger impact than people are expecting. But I do love Derrick Henry as, I mean, either him or Jonathan Taylor, just two elite running backs. I mean, you can't win if you can't run the ball. Yeah. My problem with the losing AJ Brown thing, I think people who didn't watch that many of the Titans games last year are really kind of overhyping it. He did not play extremely well last year, honestly. He I think he played like six games, maybe. And in all of them, he was dropping a lot of balls and stuff. And it was really frustrating watching him play. He just didn't seem to have the focus, but also was demanding like an insanely large contract. So We'll have to see. I do kind of like Bobby Trees being in there and um, some of the new wide receivers. I don't know if I trust Traylon Burke yet, but um, the wide receiver they just got from UCLA, I'm very, very excited about. I'm, I'm not yeah, I'm I mean, honest. As for the Titans. Oh, actually, sorry, man. No, you go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. good. Okay. As for the Titans, it's a situation again where they were the number one seed last year. How? You know, a lot of things happen, but, um, you know, Ryan Tannehill was absolutely horrible in the playoff game. Okay. Yeah. So he, you know, is he going to be able to perform at the level at times he was at last year and in 2020? So it's another case of momentum, you know, sort of carrying this, this offense downward um, and they've had missed opportunities to advance in the postseason. So it's like, are they going to be able to replicate, the, you know, all the successes that they've had in the past? And they don't have uh, they they do not have Arthur Smith anymore. Their their offensive coordinator is Todd Downing, you know, who's you know yeah. I think decent, but not he's a, not great. So not a big Downing fan. Yeah, yeah, it could be a slide again for them. I think mm-hmm. that kind of goes. Think... With, that kind of goes with what I was going to say about uh, the if if they if the Titans are really good this year, I think it might be a defensive thing. I, I just kind of I'm kind of down on Tannehill after last year. I think I think AJ Brown definitely had his struggles, but I don't think Tannehill was really helping. Um, and uh, I do like the Robert Woods signing, but I, I also worry. I, I hope hopefully Henry's back in a hundred percent. I'm sure he probably mm-hmm. is, but if he even takes like one, like you know, one marginal step back, then that could be bad. But I do love the Titans defense. I like Jeffrey Simmons. I like that whole line. I know Landry's out now, which is a huge blow. But I yeah. the emergence the emergence of Caleb Farley, who I said was the CB one of that draft of his draft. I class. love Farley. He's, He's he, Incredible oh, mover. 
can one of the uh, i mean he's 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 a big corner who can move like like a smaller corner like Dante Jackson or someone. It's incredible to watch. So uh, yeah, there are a bunch of guys on that team on defense that I think if they if they make it an improvement, even if the offense struggles a little coming out the gate, then they should be okay. Yeah, and I mean they have some other uh, some other really good players too. Um, I am pretty sad about the Landry injury, but I mean. Amani Hooker, he was injured for a lot of the season last year, and he'll be he's should be back now. Um, Titans last year, I mean, they squeaked out the one seed miraculously when I think they set the record for most um, most like injured team in terms of having to sign replacement players. Like Tannehill definitely looked a little bit worse last year, but he was also throwing to like undrafted guys they signed mid season, right. Um, yeah, my um, big worry is actually over there is going to be in offensive line. Um, Taylor Lewan, he's good, but he has a lot of trouble staying healthy, so I'm a little bit more worried kind of a about nut that. Case too. Yeah, <laughs> what's the over under for the Titans, Jack? Uh, it is nine and a half. Ooh. I think I'd take the under, honestly. I'm gonna, I'd take that over. Because I'd have to take the under, I think. Yeah, me South too. is pretty bad. So <laughs> I don't think the Jags or Texans are going to do too well against the Titans. And that's, I think the Colts are going to be a problem, though, with Matt I don't Ryan. Really, I think he's the answer the they've been looking for. I mean, the past, when they had Andrew Luck in what was it, 2018, they had a great run, great regular season, won a playoff game. They lost to the Chiefs. I think that was the year they won the Super Bowl. Or maybe they lost to the Patriots that year. But anyways, last time they had like a real answer at quarterback, you know, and they had Andrew Luck, they were doing great. And since then, the roster outside of the quarterback position has improved. But they've just been like trotting out all these different dudes like Carson Wentz last year. Oh my they god. Were, they were locked into the playoffs, and then he just throws the last two games away. I think Ryan's essentially going to be an upgrade on Rivers that year. And they made the playoffs that year when they had Rivers. Wentz was just (laughs) kept everything so off schedule. And one of the things that a new development I like too, and it's more of a, I guess you could say a social development in the Colts uh, facilities is it seemed like uh, for for the first couple of years uh, with uh, Jonathan Taylor, Chris Ballard wanted Naheem Hines, their uh, passing back, to get a significant chunk of the workload, even though he's a much worse player than Jonathan Taylor. And uh, finally, it, it seemed like last year, Wright was like, no, I'm not listening to you. Um, and I think I think that's kind of like an alpha-beta thing. Like, Reich's pretty clearly an alpha. And uh, Chris Ballard's kind of this beta front office guy who cares. He's, he's It's kind of like he cares too much about his own personal image, and he's really – He's really sensitive about how the media writes about him, and he's always trying to, uh, you know, play to the media. And I think Reich and the football guys who were on the coaching staff real are starting to realize that. That, and I think they might have won some kind of uh, power battle. So, I'd, I'd, if if Jonathan Taylor's getting more snaps and Ryan can keep him on schedule, then I kind of really like the Colts this year. What's the over under for that, Jack? Um, the under or the over under is nine and a half as well. Ooh, I've taken the over. I can see. I might take the 10. over too. 
Um, QB film, what do you think about Matt Ryan on the Colts? Do you think it'll work out? Well, when they signed him, I was really, you know, you know, like I was extremely hopeful that he would become like the next, you know, Philip Rivers. But after watching him in preseason play, and he can still throw some, but it's like, I just beg the question, is he washed? Like, is he actually washed? And there's a reason that the Falcons said, you know what, we'll trade you because I watched a lot of Falcons games, you know, in 2020 and last year. And I'm telling you, man, he, he does not look like the same player. Okay. With the support system there with Reich and with Jonathan Taylor and with some of these receivers and such, it's not a bad situation for him to be in, but I don't know. Like, I don't know if he can actually, you know, be the Matt Ryan of 2016 still. So. Yeah, that's totally fair. And that's why, that's why I like asking you and interacting with you about this kind of stuff. Cause I know yeah. you watch the games. I'm, I wasn't, I wasn't about to watch the Falcons last year. No offense to Falcons fans. So uh, that's, that's good perspective to have. Mm-hmm. And to uh, take it a step further, week one, so they're at Houston. And I know the preseason is just the preseason, right? You know, you know, you can't put too much stock into it. But if, if any of y'all watch the Texans at all, okay, this preseason, it's not the same team as oh, last yeah. year. Okay. You know, Lovey Smith, man, he, you know, I mean, he's an alpha. Okay. And he's going to have his defense ready to go. Davis Mills. You know, he's in his second year. He was okay at times last year. At times, you know, obviously played well. But that week one spot where, you know, the Colts have zero momentum in terms of their first-team offense. Okay, now their defense is good. But, again, they they lost their coordinator, Matt Eberflus, okay, as well. So it's not like this thing where you just, okay, you know, plug Matt Ryan in. It's the same team as last year in 2020 boom see so i think that week one spot not that that you know not that houston will win that game but it, it's going to be a close game so plus eight so yeah i, th- I think i might take that houston, yeah. houston with plus eight so yeah I, and in that perspective i think i'm, I'm going to change my win total thing and go under for the texans now because i didn't i didn't consider that as perspective on on Eberflus leaving, that's going to be huge. Yeah, Eberflus has instilled the hits mentality in my Chicago Bears. Uh, oh, yeah. I was kind of down on the team before preseason started, and then we just like we just dominated the whole preseason. Like I know it's preseason, but like, I don't want to get too off topic. But he's got the team playing tight. Mm-hmm. That's that could be a big loss for the Colts. Yeah. Let's go ahead um, and go over to the AFC West. Just hold on, I no. didn't get to talk about the Jets. Oh, okay. Yeah, we okay. need to talk about our Jets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do you mind if I lead Jack? Oh, go ahead. Floor is yours. Okay. Yeah. They, they, since they're my team, so yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I really like what Balky has done through the draft. Um, uh, drafting uh, um, Trayvon Walker, who is a total menace at defensive end. I mean, he's just going to get so many sacks. Uh, uh, and uh, the two linebackers they got are good. Devin Lloyd out of Utah, Chad Muma. The, what I like the most is all those guys have dog mindset. Like they're 
they're first in last out of the facility. They, they, uh, you know, they hit you hard. Um, and they have like a very violent mindset and you need, I mean, you need that to play defense in the league. So, um, I, I, I like, I think, I think that the defense might be improved a little, um, uh, the offense, uh, hasn't, as far as weapons go, I do like the Christian Kirk edition, even though it got kind of boo-booed in the media, because I, I, I think I, I can see what Doug Peterson's going to do with him in that, in his kind of RPO offense where he's, uh, you know, he's uh, doing little glance routes and that kind of thing with uh, with Kirk and also incorporating Travis Etienne, who's fully healthy this year, into it and swinging him out on those RPO uh, screens, that kind of thing. Uh, what The one thing I worry about and why I think the, I think the win total is at four and a half, why I'd probably still le- lean under is uh, on, on offense, even though Trevor's got the arm to do it, they really don't have a great deep threat weapon. Marvin Jones is kind of washed, in my opinion. Uh, great, a great player in the past, but I think this, he's probably a little bit past his time. And uh, they're basically relying on Zay Jones to be their deep threat. And I, there, he had a couple of good games with the Raiders, especially that one Monday night game against the Ravens, where he went crazy and I think scored the game winning touchdown. He can, he can definitely get open deep, but I just, I'd, I'd have to see, I'd, I'd, I would have had to have seen more consistency from him in the past to be able to to feel that confident about them having a deep game. And if you don't have a deep game in today's league, you're kind of playing 10 v 11. So uh, as far as, as as far as the win total goes, I'd probably still have to go under if it's four and a half, but I think they do improve. I I do think they get a couple more wins this year. Yeah. um, You know, also just, you know, a question here, drone jock. Do you feel that, uh, that uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to take a big step here in year two? I, I do. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad you asked because I was going to ask you about his preseason. But uh, yeah, he uh, I, I think he feels a little bit more comfortable in Doug Peterson's offense. I mean, that the Urban Meyer tenure, I mean, is just was not uh, it, it wasn't that serious of a tenure. I did did worry about um, one of the things I worried about tre- with Trevor his rookie year was uh, Schottenheimer and Bevel were both guys who have coached rookie quarterbacks and gotten good results with Russ and uh, guys like that. So I, I, him not looking good with them, I kind of did get a little bit worried. Um, but with, with Doug, I think he, I mean, Doug got, you know, really good results with Carson Wentz. So I, hopefully that will translate, but I was going to ask about, did you see anything in the preseason that makes you feel any better about him? I know you said he was late on a, on some of his throws still, and he's having still having those issues. But I didn't know what your overall yeah. takeaway was. Yeah, I mean, I watched uh, you know week one when when they played the Browns, and then I saw some other highlights of him, and he looks more confident. I mean, that's for sure. So in a Peterson system, he should. So I think. He's going to be more confident. It's just I still see a little bit of a, you know, passing, I guess, precision um, issue at times. It's, you know, there are certain throws that are just a little bit off still. So I think they're going to have to manage him well still, and they're going to need ETN to really carry the load at times, um, you know, in the, you know, in the ground game, but also, in the short, um, you know, passing game and screen game. So I think ETN's a huge piece. 
Right. He's got to stay healthy for sure. Finding I kind of like, uh, I know a lot, he's kind of like made fun of a lot. Is I kind of like the Evan Ingram signing? I really think he could be kind of like a big slot guy that um, we saw Earth uh, being used by Doug, uh, kind of like that same role. Uh, I could see, I wouldn't shock me if they played a lot of um, 12 personnel with Dan Arnold there as well and just have Zay and uh, Christian Kirk. I, I really think, um, I'm not saying Evan Ingram's going to like break out or anything, but I really could see him just as, I don't know, as him being kind of just like a, like a, I don't know, like an oversized slot receiver um, that kind of sees like a comeback season that um, a lot of people expected him to have with the Giants. But he just, he has all the talent, it's just like the drops and such. Yeah, I like him. I will, I will say I like him much more than Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold should not be on a team, in my opinion. I think, in fact, I think they'll roll out Chris Manhurts in twelve personnel sets because um, hmm. he's a really good blocking tight end. Uh, okay. And but but I, I do like I do like the Evan Ingram thing. I mean, give him another shot. It's been kind of it's it's sad that we didn't get to see Evan Ingram with Brian Dabble, but uh, in in New York. But at the same time, like. Uh, Doug Peterson's gotten good results out of tight ends, both Zach Ertz and Godert before. So maybe he can revive Evan Ingram's career there. Yeah, he's always reminded me of when I first watched him out of uh, Old Miss, I thought, oh, he's like Aaron Hernandez, but without the <laughs> murders. <laughs> it's kind of like how I always saw him that. So yeah. I'm still waiting on that. Right. All right, AFC West time, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting pretty far along in here, so we'll probably want to go a little bit faster as we keep going. But um, yeah, AFC West, I think, is going to be probably one of the more interesting to discuss. Um, so I think we should go ahead. Um, so it's a pretty quarterback-dominated league, so I want to see what QBFR has to kind of say about the, the, what you think the final standings are going to be in the AFC West. Yeah. Um, you know, every year I, you know, I keep saying, well, the chiefs have to have a letdown year, right. You know, uh, you know, playground boy has to let us down here at some point. <laughs> so please last let year, this be that year. Yes. A really cold start last year. The chiefs did, if you guys remember, and then they got <laughs> hot, you know, and they just carried that through. Um, so, but you know, obviously the chiefs losing, Tyreek Hill, I think that impacts things. Um, they now have Smith Schuster, and apparently Mahomes loves him. So, but but I think you know I think this is going to be an extremely tight race all year long. I don't see the Broncos really um, you know staying in it all year. Um, I think Russell Wilson struggles at times, um, but I I. I I think I have to go with the Chargers still, man. I you know I just have too much confidence in that team and the totality of their team. Um, so I would go Chargers one, and the yeah. Raiders maybe the wild card. Yeah, I'm going Chargers one as well. Um, I don't really see it with the Broncos, and for the second, I think second, no matter what's going to be a wild card team. But I'm leaning Raiders, but it's probably going to be the Chiefs. Um, yeah. I would I would very much like it to be the Raiders over the Chiefs because I'm kind of tired of seeing Mahomes everywhere. Um, 
whenever a player is on more commercials, I think of them more and more as a fraud and I just don't want to see them anymore. But that's just <laughs> <laughs> me hating State Farm commercials more than anything else. Um, I have the same opinion about Rogers as well. <laughs> One question I have for, because I agree with, I agree with Chargers, number one, but the one thing I worry yeah. about and one thing I wanted to ask uh, QB film about is uh, one of the things that the main thing that worries me about the Chargers is um, Brandon Staley kind of seems like kind of a beta boy to me. Like he, he, last year he, he got the Chargers kicked or they didn't qualify for the playoffs essentially because he was listening to analytic twitter accounts telling him to go for it on fourth and whatever at the 30 yard line at his own 30 yard line and i just kind of worry he's he's really young he's like a mcveigh but i don't know if he has that same energy as mcveigh i was just kind of wondering your thoughts on him it's like not just as a football coach but as a personality too yeah no that's that's a good point drone um yeah he he kind of melted down last year too you know, in the last game when they when they had a playoff seed on the line. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he he kind of is a beta boy, um, but they got Herbert carrying the load. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know about the longevity of his stay there. I mean, it's I mean, I think it'll be something to monitor, you know, week to week. But, you know. Right. I kind of just hope it doesn't become like a Rodgers and McCarthy thing where he wins one for McCarthy and then the Packers are like, oh, dude, oh, okay, I just, I guess we'll just have this guy as the coach forever. And it's like, no, man. I mean, you, like, that, that's what I worry about with Staley is, is, is if, he's, uh, if he's truly a beta and truly not a good coach, then I worry that Herbert might carry him to a contract extension. So we'll see. Yeah. Another thing about, um, uh, you know, when you mentioned McVeigh and stuff, I do think McVeigh is one of the few coaches of like, I don't know. I don't really love analytics in football because they're such a small sample size, but I do think McVeigh kind of bridges stats and like the personal aspect of football pretty well. Like he knows momentum very well. Like he can kind of read the, he has a great read on the game and knowing like, okay, yeah. Like it does say it'll be a 60% chance of, you know, this happening, but like, you know, we're on the downswing or on the upswing. So he kind of knows how to factor that in along with just the raw numbers as well. Yeah. That's a lead insight, Tyler. I like that a lot. I personally have the Raiders winning the AFC West this year. I think Derek Carr is going to have an MVP campaign. I think Josh McDaniels, could very well win coach of the year. I really, I think that he's matured quite a bit since his stint in Denver. I think he specifically chose to go to the Raiders because well, obviously knows what talent Derek Carr is, but he wants revenge against the Broncos for what they did to him. Obviously he messed stuff with them too, but like there is, he still has level animosity towards them. He has that, he has a drive to just prove everyone totally wrong now. Like, look what he did with Mac Jones last year. Right. I mean, right. imagine what he can do with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. I mean, I'm really excited for the Raiders. And I think I still probably do have to put Playground Boy in the Chiefs at two. Just because, as you were just talking about, Brandon Staley, I do not trust him. 
I think that he wastes another year, Justin uh, Justin Herbert, and they find a real coach. I mean, Brandon Staley, like, compare him to Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, you know, at first glance, you might think kind of a soy boy. But then you hear him open his mouth. You hear him talk about the game of football. You hear him, you know, you hear him break it down. He knows what he's talking about. He's not some incompetent. He's not some going along. He, he doesn't let people whisper in his ear and tell him, influence him too much, get in his head. He has a good head on his shoulders. Brandon Staley is too weak-willed to be a leader of an NFL team. And then the Broncos at last. I don't trust uh, Russell Wilson and their head coach seems really creepy. I don't like that yeah. guy. They're a fraud. Yeah. I think we all agree the Broncos are frauds. Yeah. <laughs> Broncos and last. I don't really see – I cannot see Andy Reid missing the playoffs. Uh, not saying they'll go far in the playoffs, but Andy Reid's going to get you there, I feel like, no matter this um, season. I think he's going to get them 10 or so wins, and 10, maybe 11 wins. They're going to win the wild card game, uh, and we'll see the Chiefs once again in the playoffs. Um, I I wanted to explain just for people not familiar with Playground Boy. I actually was pretty uh, pretty late on uh, knowing about the whole Playground Boy thing, but uh, QBFR uh, he explained the whole uh, Playground Boy Mahomes thing. Yeah. If you don't mind, there was a game last year. Um, I don't recall exactly which one, but it was just. It seemed like every other play, he was running around. He was escaping the pocket, you know, trying to be Frank Tarkington. And it would work at times, but but then at other times, I was just like, okay, is he even, you know, seeing things out there? Or is he just aborting it, you know, instinctually way too much? So then, you know, I made a tweet and I referenced him as Playground Boy. And it just kind of took off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like the perfect description of him when he was, I think it was that Titans game where he was just totally lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another thing about the Titans I did kind of want to squeeze in there when we are talking about them coming up short. Um, the last four years, I think, um, they have lost to the eventual Super Bowl winner or at least the person who made the Super Bowl. Um, they lost to the Patriots when they made the Super Bowl um chiefs when they made the super bowl and the Bengals when they made the super bowl so just wanted to throw that in there missed opportunities for him there if the yeah, exactly. has one of those teams yeah i know it's just been a, it's especially frustrating as a titans fan being like wow that could have been us if because they're all close games too um especially with the Bengals, it felt wide open and Tannehill just choked uh, after an amazing season of carrying one of the most injured teams of all time with like without Derrick Henry, without a lot of players. It was just like, wow, what a, what a shame. But I think we should move on real quick. Um, just for five reasons. East? Yeah. Let's go for the East first. Um, okay. I kind of have, uh, I have no idea NFC least, but I, I don't know. I think I have to take the Eagles, but kind of reluctantly. That's right. Jack, you want you have something to say about your birds? You want to go off? Of here for course. A second? Um, yeah, I I think the Eagles will. I think they're. I'd be very surprised if the Eagles don't win the East. Honestly, 
knock on wood, I'm knocking on my window, uh, uh, the wood around it. But I, the Eagles really improved like just about like where they needed to. Even safety was like the thing I was like, oh, this could be a bit question mark. Still could be, I guess, with Marcus Epps starting at uh, free safety. But it seems like the coaching staff loves him. All the defensive players are like, yeah, he's going to break out this year. Uh, I think he has big things ahead of him. Um, then they just trade all of a sudden for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson um, or CJ Gardner-Johnson. It just, uh, just shows like how he rose and just like fixing every mistake he's made this past uh, the past few off seasons after the – Super Bowl, you kind of just saw him not maybe maybe phone it in is probably like the word uh the best way to describe it after um they won with um and just like nothing really went his way either. Like Deshaun, like it seemed like a good idea to trade for him in um in theory, but just couldn't stay healthy. Malik Jackson didn't really play like that, like X and then giving once that contract and extending Alshon for whatever reason. 2019 that season started and he kind of just like all those contracts are off either they're all off the team or like got picks for once obviously they have all sorts of these draft picks and he's took advantage of that aj brown contract dispute um by acquiring him he's probably going to be the best receiver since to's uh when he was here in uh with the eagles later in his prime i just really uh expect a lot it really depends on if Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni basically have like a functioning brain like honestly um as long as they're like borderline confident I really don't see how this team doesn't win the division not uh sound too cocky I'm not sure how far they'd get in the postseason but I could see them being a really good regular season team and I think that's what Eagles fans like me should expect yeah what kind of quarterback play do you think we should see from them, QEFR? Yeah, I'm curious what you think of Hurts. Yeah, well, <clears throat> you know, Hurts surprised me last year. You know, he he kind of got on a roll there. Um, and then I was, ex- you know, I was expecting big things at Tampa in the wild card round, and he just absolutely choked. So, I mean, it's just one game, but – and he's looked really good in the preseason play, but – you know, like you said, it's, I mean, no matter how much, you know, how many players and how much talent Howie Roseman has, um, you know, brought in, it's going to ultimately boil down to Jalen Hurts. And I just pause a little bit on it, man. You know, he's going to get hot. He's going to get streaky. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I just can't see him as the future yeah it's fair I feel like um sorry uh but yeah I don't know I feel like that if he ever like yeah if he ever gets cold they'll probably just run the ball and mask that he's a great runner so he could work with that too as well one of the things I I wanted to point out is uh I one of because I I think I'd have to take the Eagles too as the division winner, um, but I do worry about Sirianni. I think he might be developing sort of a kind of a almost psychotic ego um, because uh, he one of the one of the things I saw recently was okay they bring in Carson Strong quarterback from Nevada yeah. someone someone oh, this, I really like yeah. this is what I, I want to just talk about someone I really <laughs> like a lot as a as a prospect. 
they bring him in, uh, give him the most money of an I think of an undrafted guy this year of any team, and then they just cut him a couple weeks ago. And I and that, and that worries me because I think he's a pretty good prospect, and you have a running quarterback. I mean, are you get are you mm-hmm. letting your it's the, it's the question I have with every coach. Are you letting your ego and personality get in the way of winning? So, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Carson Strong, he Nevada. That's not like some powerhouse school, you know. I don't know how much how many uh, Nevada games anyone here watched. I watched like two or three last year, and Carson Strong was ex- extremely impressive. It's my understanding that he has an issue with his knees, uh, some sort of like cartilage thing, um, which is part of why he went undrafted in the first place. But honestly, you know, this was kind of a weak quarterback class for a while there. I had him as my QB one. I'm surprised he didn't get drafted at all. Yeah, same here. I, you know, I and and you know, even more so, I was shocked that he played so little in the preseason, and the Eagles mm-hmm. were just you know mum on it. You know, not a peep about the reasoning. So, yeah, yeah. I hope that did anyone sign him yet, or is he still just hanging around? I don't think so. And that's that's no, weird to me. I don't know. Yeah, it's just that I I don't know what they see in uh, Reed Tanat. He could kind of, he has a decent arm, but I don't really see it. Like he just looked very unimpressive to me and he made preseason pretty painful to watch, honestly. Um, so I was looking for Carson strong and I don't think I was the only Eagles fan who wanted uh, to see more Carson strong this preseason, but reads that really just other than that one deep ball to um, Allen, the track, uh, the long distance runner or the hurdler, I forget what um, his uh, competition is in track, but uh other than that one deep ball against Cleveland, he just showed absolutely nothing. Uh, Reed's well, net. He only got three. He only got four pass attempts in the whole. Yeah, and they're all season. in. Um, they were like garbage time, and then he uh, was part of the uh, kneeling. He like kneeled the ball to and the game uh, game against the Browns. Yeah, weird situation. That's one reason why. I almost want to put the Giants as as my winner of the division because I think Dabble is going to uh, – I think Dabble is probably going to turn that team around because uh, I like a lot of what he did with the Bills. I think um, I think Kenny Galladay can kind of function like the Stephon Diggs role where he's running, you know, uh, deep fades, uh, fly routes and posts and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And uh, – Wandale Robinson or Kadarius Tony, both shifty slot wide receivers. They can kind of do the crossing routes and the underneath stuff. Um, I think he's got it set up. I just worry that he's probably a year away from a, a division win because of the the absolute mess that Joe Judge left left them from last year. I just don't see it happening with Daniel Jones either. But I do like that all as a head coach. I think if you find him at least a passable quarterback, he can do something with the Giants. I mean, the NFC East is not a particularly strong or well-run division, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, Bozo's like Ron Rivera or coaches, man. I mean, you, yeah, yeah. You're, you're playing on easy mode. Ron Rivera and Carson Wentz is a really intimidating <laughs> duo down in Washington. <laughs> Big time. Man. I actually kind of like Dable, uh, you know, obviously, but – 
Um, I kind of see maybe a resurgence for uh, Daniel Jones. Um, you know, of course, we don't really know how it's going to play out, but the system that is going to be in place and the excitement and the know-how um, from the coaching staff, what they're going to run offensively, I think we could see Daniel Jones be very, very good. And, and you know what? I have the Giants winning this thing. And one other point about the Giants is their defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale. He was the Ravens DC for the past, you know, X amount of years too. So, you know, he's installing, you know, a great defense. So if the pieces hit this year, they could win nine games, 10 games. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's kind of why I had them as my pick too, is I just, I worry, I still worry about the, the, what Joe judge left them, but he, I mean, Daniel Jones could definitely uh, have a resurgent year. What's, what's the over under um, for the giants? Um, It is, uh, sorry. Um, Seven and a half over. I'm taking that. Yeah. Yeah. Slam it. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, Yeah. Something I like the higher, I think the giants for sure are moving in the right direction, but that secondary is pretty weak, and we all know uh, Wink loves to blitz. So I'm kind of curious how that goes with those quarterbacks. <laughs> but true. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I they for sure they for sure will try out a more confident team, which you can't really say. These past few years, they've kind of they've kind of been they're they've arguably been the worst uh, managed team in the past four or five years. So I think they're in the right direction, but they, they're probably a year or two away from being a serious team, I'd say. Yeah. I don't think we really need to talk about the Commanders or Cowboys. Do we? Yeah, no, Cowboys no. taking a step back. I don't have too many thoughts on them. Yeah, I think we should probably just go ahead and move on. Um, NFC North. NFC North. Can yeah. I talk yeah, about the Chicago Bears? Yeah, yeah Chicago Bears. Yeah. Okay. Four so, and 13, baby. No, 13 and four. But – so I was I was really down on the Bears uh, entering the preseason. You know, I I wanted us to like swing for the fences and go get Jim Harbaugh. You know, he's riding high after that Big Ten championship. You know, Bears legends. Uh, but and we didn't get we got Eberflus, and at first I was kind of disappointed with Eberflus, and we got Ryan Poles as GM too. But Eberflus, he started saying things that really impressed me. He started talking about the hits mentality. You know, like he wants his guys play strong he wants them to be committed he wants them to be warriors you know like and like there are a few uh like infractions or something like uh practices are being like too physical or like they're practicing like i think they're like full contact practice when they weren't supposed to he got fined and i i liked that i thought this is a guy that he and by any means necessary he wants his guys to be ready and it paid off in the preseason we just looked like so much more composed than every team we faced and new offensive coordinator, Luke Getze coming down from green Bay passing game coordinator, QB coach Sorry. over there past few years during Aaron Rodgers Renaissance winning back-to-back MVPs. And I'm excited about having Luke Getze there. I mean, did anyone see Justin Fields last preseason game? He had more touchdowns than incompletions. He was just perfect. Like I'm, very excited to see what he does. 
I mean, obviously the roster is just not very good, but I do like, um, I do mostly like the draft that Ryan Poles had. I would have had rather had us take George Pickens um, when he was available, but you know, I guess he just didn't fit the culture that Eberflus is trying to build. You know, uh, so but we got a bunch of offensive linemen late in the draft. We traded back a bunch, um, and honestly, I think I say the Bears can win like seven games this year. And they got Eric Demir. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that, DLG? Oh, they got uh, one of my favorite players from last draft, Emir Smith-Marset. Um, and so they did, really didn't need the draft receiver. Everyone wants to joke about polls for not drafting a receiver. But, I mean, they got one of the best guys from last draft uh, for free, basically. So, yeah, I like that a lot. Plus, Vilas Jones Jr., one of the fastest players in the NFL. Yep. Yeah. How are we feeling? Um, do we all think Packers are going to win, or are they going to kind of choke it out a little bit at the end of the season? I mean, I can't predict that the Packers win the division, so I'm just going to just not going to make a prediction for who wins the division. You know, <laughs> I predict that the Bears win the division. Seven and ten <laughs> division champions. <laughs> all right. I could see the Packers winning the division at like 10 games. They're for sure taking a step back, but I really like that defense. It's a pretty complete defense. Um, however, if Rodgers um, takes a step back and that receiving core is pretty bad. I don't see them going anywhere in the playoffs. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the Vikings, especially for QB film room? Your Minnesota yeah. Vikings, I want to say. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously – Week one, it's the Packers here. Um, and, you know, at, at, first, at first glance, I was like, okay, I'm going to hammer the Vikings in this game. But now I'm just staying away from it because from what I saw in the preseason from the Vikings, and it is preseason obviously, but they didn't have the spark that I thought a team with a new head coach would have and a new defensive coordinator, Mike Pettin, and uh, – whoever else they have, you know, helping him. Um, there is a lot of talent on the defense. So I think that's a plus. Um, but if you really look deep into this thing, you know, Kirk Cousins is learning a new system for the first time since he came here in 2018. He was essentially in the same offense, you know, the Kubiak system that you know evolved a little bit. So he's learning a new system. He has the new head coach, O'Connell, okay, who's a protege of Sean McVay. But if you really think about it, O'Connell hasn't really called plays that much, like ever, okay, even though he was the offensive coordinator last year in, uh, you know, in L.A. He wasn't calling the plays. So, again, it could be an issue of stage fright, bro, like, you know, week one even though he's smart, he, you know, like has this system, he's an ex NFL quarterback, but it might not be as seamless as a lot of people want it to be, even though they have all this talent on the perimeter, Dalvin cook. So it could take a while for this offense to gel, I think. Um, But I'm going to certainly stay away from that week one game against the Packers. I'm just not betting it. Yeah. I think they'll, be good this year, but I don't think they'll be very good to start the season. 
One of the things that I, that I agree, one of the reasons I agree with that point is uh, I, if you notice with Kirk Cousins and uh, QB film has talked about this a lot, but Kirk Cousins, very nice guy, nice sensibility in the media. He's, he mm-hmm. really puts on this nice appearance. And so people assume he's this nice, just charming guy, but he was mad. He, you could, if you watched closely the Vikings last year, the sideline interactions, he was clearly very upset with Zimmer. And I mean, Kirk Cousins is a killer. He, he, he is going to go on sort of a revenge tour this year, I think, because of what he had to go through under Zimmer the past couple of years. I think he's going to want to show uh, the front office what they kind of put him through and uh, how much better he has, is without Zimmer as a coach. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, the, the, the uh, nice guy facade. Of Kirk, like, but he just takes it to extremes, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah. He, he he's ridiculous sometimes. It's like bro. He really is. Okay, are we about wrapped up with the North? Um, um, I do want to say that the Lions are probably going to win like eight games or something, possibly more. I like them this year. I'm at like six or seven wins, but yeah, I really do like their coach. People say Campbell like rocks. Two, yeah, people are complaining about it. He's like, oh, he's too much of like, you know, appealing to emotion or whatever. People are, I mean, those, at least for me, people are calling all him those like, oh, yeah, he's pro, uh, pro PJ Fleck. Like, he's all about the messaging and stuff. And it's like, it's, <laughs> like, it's like, come on. Like, he's getting his guys hyped up. Like, if you're not a very good team, I think that's super important because you got to be in the mindset of, you know, making sure every game is competitive, even if your team's not competitive. Uh, so you can kind of grow and learn there for their young guys, especially. I think that's a good point, but he's got to show it on the field. I mean, he's got to mm-hmm. show that he, he he has the scheme behind the personality too. So yeah. it's not all about culture in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but it, I'm, I mean, it sounds like the lions have guys in there now that are actually buying in it seems, but I mean, you know, Jared Goff, man, like, it's going to boil down to him. Like it just seemed whenever I watched the Lions last year, he would play well at times, but then he would just have these huge brain farts where, you know, mm-hmm. he was piss poor, you know, for stretches. So, yeah, I kind of see that happening still. I mean, I don't think he's going to just change into second year with Sean McVay version of himself. So, yeah. I honestly expected Goff to struggle a lot more than he did last year, going from, like, the perfect situation in L.A., McVay whispering down his ear all the time, to the Detroit Lions, like, an intentionally tanking Lions team. But he honestly, like, you know, a lot of adversity that last season for Jared Goff, and he did kind of impress me. He did kind of show that he is, like, a starting quarterback in this league. Yeah, I think we should just go ahead and get it going to the south now. Um, All right. What are we thinking? I I don't think it's going to be a very good division at all. Um, I don't know. I, I need to see more about Brady first, honestly. It's, I don't know, all the news and stuff. I feel like some questions are being raised, but. I feel like sure. the. Buccaneers could like go nine and eight and still win this division. It's yeah, I, really, I kind of think the same strong. thing. Yeah, there's not much to talk about. 
Yeah, Saints. You want to talk about um, the Panthers, DLG? I'm not a. I don't know why you would ask me that. I'm not a. I'm not a Panthers <laughs> guy or anything. I, I, I don't live an hour and a half away from Charlotte. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I. I, I kind of. Uh, uh, all I'll say about the Panthers, I'm pretty sure this is Rule's last year there. Um, he's uh, he's clearly someone who. It's kind of what I had worried about. Uh, Dan Campbell, where it was a lot of personality and a lot of this kind of trying to galvanize players through emotion and not having the scheme and hiring a 28-year-old to run your offense last year and the year before that. And uh, I just kind of think he's on the out. I don't think David Tepper knows what he's doing. He's the worst kind of owner. He, uh, he's, he's kind of like Jerry Jones where he, he comes in at the wrong time when they don't need him to be hands-on, and he's hands-off when they do need him to be hands-on. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I, honestly, whatever the pan, I think the Panthers over under was like six and a half. I got to go under. Oh, I think, I, I think, I think, uh, Rule gets fired this year, and uh, they move on. Um, yeah, yeah. What about week one? What about, what about week one Browns? Okay, week one oh, Browns. He's winning that. I'm ready. What's the line? Uh, I think the Browns are like plus 110 maybe right now. So. Money line? Okay. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. So it's like in the twos maybe. And it's, it's basically a toss-up uh, yeah. toss with the Panthers are the two-and-a-half uh, home favorite. Yeah. See, I'm concerned about the Browns defense. Well, at, you know, actually I'm concerned about Mayfield going against the Browns defense. That's what I'm concerned about. Yeah. Because the Browns defense is no joke, bro. So, and they got Ben McAdoo calling plays in a regular season game for the first time in what, like three, four years. Right. And again, you know, I'm not saying that, Oh, you know, he's not going to do well, but I don't know, man. I mean, you know, Baker versus his, his old teammates. Yeah. I see a lot of, like, people saying the Panthers will be sleepers. I just don't see it. I, I don't see it either. I mean, like, they just don't have the talent of, like, there's not enough, like, I don't know. I saw some, like, uh, like unpopular opinion. Like, what are your, what's your, like, bold NFL takes this year? I see I saw a lot of, like, Panthers will be a fringe playoff team and shit like that. I just – I don't know. I and someone said as far as like last year's Eagles, but I I just don't think they had like the vets that the 2021 Eagles have. Just like guys from who won the Eagles the Super Bowl, the Panthers just don't have like those guys. It's kind of just like I don't know. Like you really have to expect the best from Baker. Honestly, is really what you're hoping for, which Defense, I'm not willing to bet on. To be honest, yeah. like the defense is really good, though. Uh, Jeremy Chin, uh, we've got three cornerbacks that could probably start on most teams with uh, JC yeah. Horn, Dante Jackson, and CJ Henderson. Um, and uh, Brian Burns is, of course, going to be another all pro type player, probably. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I could see them. Shaq Thompson also not nothing to sneeze at. So, uh, I'd, yeah, I could, I could see the defense winning maybe week one because Jacoby Brissett's just a very bad quarterback, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have a good outlook for them over the course of the season. Okay. Um, let's just go ahead and go to the West just and see what we have here. Um, I have the Rams winning it. I don't know what you guys think, but I'm pretty confident in them coming off the Super Bowl. I think the team is built well and 
they I don't think their contending window is going to be open for too long, but I do think it's going to be open for at least this year and the next. All right. Um, I got the Rams repeating as division champions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same here. I know they did lose some talent, but I mean, they're still a pretty well-rounded team. They added Allen Robinson. Like Allen Robinson did not care all last year. He was like, he was completely checked out. I think he's going to have a bounce back yeah. here. Um, and then in second, I think I'll put the Cardinals. I think that they're going to be, we'll probably start off like 11 and 0 this year and then finish like 13 and 4 or something and mm-hmm. lose in the first round of the playoffs. But I do think they're going to take another mild step forward despite not winning a playoff game. Yeah, and, I have. Oh, I was just gonna say I'm kind of surprised by the Cardinals pick. Um, I have the Niners, um, but yeah, keep going. I have the Niners at third. Um, hmm. I just, uh, I think they might take a step back. I think Trey Lance, he could. Okay, I don't like that they still have Jimmy G there, like breathing down Lance's ear, like that. Mm-hmm. That can't be healthy for his development, you know. I think that like the media will start like banging the drum if he has any sort of struggle. Like, why aren't we bringing in the guy that went to two NFC title games and won one of them? You know, like that that could be an issue there. And then um, in fourth, I have the Seahawks. I don't think they'll be as bad as people are saying. I don't think they'll be like the number one pick, but they're not going to be very good. Yeah. I kind of have it going, um, Rams, then 49ers, and then Seahawks. Um, or sorry, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> That's Cardinals in last. between. Yeah, that. yeah, Cardinals yeah. in between. I want to talk about the um, Seahawks. I, I agree with Tyler's more so, but I, I just don't see why people think they're going to be the worst team. I know their quarterback situation, but is this team worse than the Falcons roster on paper? Texans, I don't. I like Pete Carroll. I trust him enough for him to not completely let that team collapse and uh, win like two games. I just think that I don't know. There's just like enough talent on that defense and uh, playmakers on that receiver and Rashard Penny's great when he's healthy. And that offensive line, I don't think is as bad as it uh, has been in past years. I could see this team winning like being like a frisky team the team that uh you face like they might not be favored to win but it's like a trap game you know i don't know Mm -hmm. i agree with that take i don't think the seahawks are going to be in contention for the number one pick and if they are it's just because they like lost a bunch of really close games or they traded everyone yeah i mean i don't think they're going to be getting blown out every week and getting slaughtered out there I don't think the Texans are either. I heard you mention that. I think that Lovey is going to have them kind of not a yeah, winning team, talking about but an average talent team. On paper. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Lovey, kind of similar to Pete Carroll, he will have them playing pretty well. Yeah, I wanted to ask before we go into like playoff or award sure. predictions, uh, what QBFR thinks of Lance because I think he was your uh, QB one out of the 21, uh, 2021 class. Uh, how do you uh, see him uh, faring out this year? Yeah, Jack. Yeah, man, he was. So, um, you know, he was my number one guy. 
And I knew that he was going to be somewhat of a project as everybody knew that, but the, uh, you know, all those nuanced traits in terms of, uh, you know, throwing the football and making all these different types of throws that he showed in college, that just really, 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 um, you know, know, impressed me. And then when he played last year against the Texans late in the year, he looked really well, led them to a 23 to seven win. So it's going to come down to Shanahan managing him here early and to gradually let him, you know, do more and more and more. Um, but there are accuracy issues still, obviously. You know, is he going to be able to be consistently accurate on these intermediate throws? You know, timing, you know, touch, all things that he can do. But again, he just doesn't have the reps doing it, man. Like, you know, practice is one thing, but – I mean, if he is able to put it all together, which I think he will be able to do, honestly, with you know Kyle, because Kyle makes every quarterback he's ever touched look like almost you know a damn near all pro at times. I mean, it's you know it's a fact. If if you go back to Brian Hoyer even in 2013 when he was with the Browns to obviously Jimmy G to Matt Ryan in 2016, man, he just makes these dudes look good. So it's going to fall on Lance to just execute. So I don't, I mean, I think it's going to be a close race Rams and Niners, you know? Yeah. I kind of see it that way. Um, Yeah. He talks about Lance is the most talented quarterback. I think uh, Shannon's ever been with. Um, Yeah better athlete than our i mean rg3 might be faster but he's probably the better runner than rg3 ever was and clearly has the better arm yeah i actually uh, you know just to back up for just a second i was like you know back in 2020 covid year when you know like you know everything was locked down and stuff you know i'm just you know watching film like damn near 24 7 for like a month or two that's and i was like Damn, dude, the Jaguars need to take Lance. Like, I said this in, like, late February. I'm like, please, just Urban Meyer, take Lance number one. (laughs) And, you know, obviously they didn't. But, you know, I thought that was a remote possibility, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I want to go ahead and let's keep going on. And let's – what do we think the AFC NFC championship matchup's going to be and who do you think's going to win that and get to the Super Bowl? Let's start. Yeah. Um, honestly, AFC is going to be kind of hard for me. I'm not entirely sure. My heart wants to say the Titans make the AFC championship and lose, but I don't know. Um, I don't trust. There's a lot of teams I think are going to be really good in the regular season. The teams I don't trust in the postseason, like, for example, Bills and Titans, I think both of them will do pretty well. We'll, They'll win a playoff game and then lose somewhere along the line. Um, I think maybe the Chargers, honestly. um, They're the only team that I think isn't going to choke immediately. Um, And then from there, I also might take – this one's kind of hard – I might take either the Bills or the Titans as a kind of a toss-up, but I think they'll lose to the Chargers. The Chargers will be going to the Super Bowl. 
And then in the NFC, um, uh, Green Bay, I think it's just going to make their traditional AFC or NFC championship appearance and lose. Um, and I think I have the Rams going again. I think it might just be an LA battle, basically. All right. Uh, QB film room, Jack, DLG, who wants to go now? Uh, I guess I'll go. Um, I'll say for the NFC championship, I'm probably a little higher on the Bucks this year. I, I was pretty shocked last year that um, I feel like they should have won, um, gone to the Super Bowl last year, but the Rams game is just that uh, Stafford Cup came in the clutch. So I'll have them uh, winning against the Eagles in the NFC championship. I'll just pick my favorite team because I'm just not very high on the NFC as a generally. I just see it as much weaker than the AFC. For the AFC, I'll probably go, um, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of, it's a really competitive conference, but I still see the Bills coming out as on top. I Let's just say they beat the uh, Chargers, um, and I'll have the, uh, man, I'll, or yeah, Bills will beat, I'll say my Super Bowl prediction will be the Bills over the Buccaneers. All right. Uh, QB film room, you want to go now? Yeah, man. So, yeah, um, you know, I, I mean, like Jack said, bro, like the NFC is tough to you know, gauge, man, because there's not a clear-cut team or even, you know, a few teams where you're like, okay, these are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. But, you know, I would lead Tampa, you know, a bit because they don't really lose much. Um, of course, they have bowls now as their head coach, but or maybe you could say Brady's the head coach, but so they would be one of my teams from the NFC. Um, other than, I mean, you know, honestly, I don't really have a team from the NFC, but from the AFC. Okay. I agree with the sexy pick of the chargers. Yes. But what about the Raiders? Okay. As a, you know, as a dark horse, because last year, with John Gruden early in September, October, they were playing really well, right? And then he, you know, he gets fired and they make the playoffs still. Okay. And they were in position to beat the Bengals in that wild card game. They had multiple opportunities to win that game on the road. I actually bet on them to win the game, but then they lost, obviously. But now they have a new coach in Josh McDaniels, an offensive wizard. So if, they can reach their potential and have things bounce their way. Maybe the Raiders could make a run either as an AFC West title team or a wild card. So. Yeah. I'm, I actually, I don't, I don't want to seem like I'm copying uh, QB film, but I was, I was going to say Raiders were going to be my pick really? um, uh, from well, well, not not for the Super Bowl necessarily, but to make the AFC Championship, I think they yeah. added a whole lot of good players. Um, Devontae Adams, I mean, what can you say? The guy's one of the few stud wide receiver one X types that dominates on every possession. Um, I like I like I like their draft this year, even though they didn't get anyone on day one or day two. They got Dylan Parham, uh, who's really good. Um, so yeah, I, I like a lot what's going on. I think Derek Carr is finally gonna have the team to 
really unlock his potential. Um, and the other team in the AFC I have is uh, probably the Bills. I'll, I'll stick with the Bills, and I'll say that the Bills get get to the Super Bowl. Um, out of the NFC, I think my two teams. I think I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have to say Green Bay is one of the teams. Uh, I think uh, I think they probably get there because I, I feel like I don't know if everyone's been paying attention to Rodgers, but I feel like Rodgers is probably the most free as a personality he's ever been. And I think he's just, he's just going with the flow. I know he's uh, I know his receiving talent took a, took a kind of a big hit, but um, I think, I think Rodgers is kind of in a mental state that he's never been in where he's very confident and very free mm-hmm. in himself. Um, and so I think that that propels the, the Packers to the NFC title game. I think they'll probably, I'm, I'm going to go with the giants as my other pick. I think dabble gets it done. Um, and he emerges in the game, but I think it is just, he didn't have enough talent on the roster to compete with the Packers defense and Rogers. So I'm going to say the, the super bowl is Packers versus bills. I love that, man. That's hell, thank yeah. you. appreciate it. All right. I mean, I don't want to seem like I'm just like, copying you guys like riding along the train because i thought this was going to be a fun hot Great take I, I also think the raiders are going to make the afc title game let's go i mean Derek carr i think Derek carr is going to win mvp i think i said that earlier but that is my official mvp prediction um and i think that they're going to meet up with the ravens in the afc title game and i think Ooh. lamar is going to get the playoff monkey off his back i think he's going to get to the super bowl and i think people are finally going to say Okay, yeah, you can win with Lamar Jackson, which is should be obvious to anyone, but you know they like to they like to talk about him like that. Um, for the NFC, I I do think the Bucks are definitely going to make the NFC title game, and I think that they'll probably meet up with the Rams, a rematch of the divisional round right last year, and I think Brady is going to get his revenge, and I think. Yeah, I think the Bucks. No, no, I'm going to say the Ravens win the Super Bowl. You know what? Lamar's going to do it. Let's go, Lamar. I like it. Ravens LFG, over Bucks. Bro, the Super LFG. Bowl. Yes. LFG. <laughs> All right. You have anything else to discuss? Um. Yeah, I think the last thing is we could just do a lightning round of MVP picks if we want to do that, or just. Either MVP or just one hot take about the season. Um, I can go ahead and start. I don't know how hot of a take it is, but I think Henry and Jonathan Taylor are both going to rush for 2,000 yards this season. I like that. Run the damn ball. Um, okay, I'll say, uh, hmm. Yeah, the Bears are going to win at least seven games, and they're going to have a winning record at some point in November. I'm not saying they'll finish with a winning record, but there'll be a point in November where the Bears have more wins than losses. Yeah, I'm going to go with the AFC East here. I'm going to go Zach Wilson gets hurt, like, again. And and uh, Mike White enters and uh, and uh, plays well. So like the, you know, after the year, there's, there's going to be a question about – the quarterback room in the Big Apple, and and then also PJ Walker takes over for for uh, Baker Mayfield because he gets hurt. 
You know, I mean, not to be a downer here on like player injuries, but you know, it's the hot take. Do I need to pick MVP? Is it is it my turn? You can do that or just a hot take. Whatever you can do uh, both. No, no, well, I was gonna say MVP odds. My thing with MVP, and I don't know. I know we have some gamblers in the room with us, but my thing with MVP and a lot of player futures is it's kind of a crapshoot always. So I always try to get the best value. Usually the guy that's the front runner doesn't win. Uh, this year it's Josh Allen. I don't. I think he's mm-hmm. very set up to win. But I mean, Deb. Dabble leaves the the offense. They don't. They've got Joe Brady as the quarterback coach. He's like, I mean, he's he's very young, and I don't I don't know. He's very inexperienced, so I worry about that. Well, I'm gonna pick two picks. Um, I know that's not fair, but I like Trey Lance at plus five thousand odds. Uh, I like Ooh. him a lot as as the MVP because I just think. Uh, I, th- I think it's just been building to him t- taking this job from Jimmy G and taking the offense to an- another level. Uh, George Kittle's healthy. Brandon Ayuk's healthy. Debo got paid. They're all locked in. So I like I like Trey Lance a lot. I also kind of like Kirk Cousins at plus 5,000. Like I said earlier, I think that he's this is kind of be a revenge year for him from the, the kind of the oppression and uh, – you know, all of the stuff he had to go through under Zimmer. I think he's kind of unleashed this year. So don't be surprised if Kirk Cousins is in the race in November. Again, I'm not expecting these to hit, but I'm also, I mean, you never really know with MVP odds. So I think those Lance and Cousins are my two guys. I like it, man. That's that's solid. Yeah, I like it too. Um, nice. Yeah, I like the Lance. I think that's a sexy MVP pick. Um, bold prediction. Obviously, Seahawks are going to win eight games. I thought you said they were going to make the playoffs. He said they were going to win the Super Bowl. I did not say any of those. I said they're, they're interesting bets, but uh, I'll have them at eight games uh, as opposed to like the first pick or whatever. Okay. One so Jack, thing I want to mention that I forgot to mention before. Sam Howell is going to win Rookie of the Year. Oh, Carson yeah. Wentz is losing yes. that jab. He's, he's losing it. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. God, I just hope he, you know, hopefully he takes over sooner rather than later, though, for Wentz. But, yeah, man. Yeah, because I put money down on Sam Howell winning Rookie of the oh. Year. I think, like, $20 to win, like, 1000 or something. Yeah. The one other kind of bet that I think I'm going to be making this season. Um, I rarely do player features because I think the season itself is too unpredictable, but I do have Kyle Phillips on the over for touchdowns. Um, I've, I don't know if any of you guys have seen anything about him, but he was a um, first team all pack 12 uh, receiver. He just got drafted by the Titans. I was very glad he got picked by them because I watched a few UCL games and he seemed to just like really stick out as a future star. He's very good. I mean, he's like a kind of small white guy. He's Connor Cup type. He's very, very good at white of at route running, but I think he also is going to be able to snag a few touchdowns. He's a great slot receiver and I have kind of high hopes for him, even though he was just like a fifth round pick or so. Yeah, I like Kyle Williams a lot. In my opinion, him and Robert Woods are truly the only good receivers in that wide receiver core. So I, mm-hmm. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. 
I think he's going to take at least maybe be replacing Traylon Burks or whoever in starting lineup. I don't have a lot of faith in him. He seems he might be good next year, but he definitely seems like he's going to be taking a little bit to recover. He seemed out of shape at training camp and stuff. And they're saying he had like asthma issues, but I don't know about that. It just seems not great. And people are chalking it up to Tennessee humidity or whatever, but I don't know. He, he's, he's played in Arkansas. Like, yeah, he played in Arkansas. <laughs> I don't I don't think you can really blame it as that. Yeah, he apparently hunts uh, like like those big field hogs with a knife, he said. So, like, if if his asthma wasn't getting in the way of that, then I, I, I find it hard to believe that, you know, football practice is doing it to him. Yeah. Uh, the Honestly, my one real hope of Traylon Burks doing pretty well is that fact. Like, if you're hunting hogs with a knife, like, you got that dog in you, like you're <laughs> right. Oh, I yeah. think there might be something there. Right. We have any other uh, any other topics to cover? Or, uh... What about uh, week one upsets, or just you know, like all right? Yeah, let's outlet. go ahead and we'll do week one upsets and close with that then. Um, yeah. Okay. Let me. Take a look at some of those games. I know Titans are playing the Giants. I don't – I think Titans are just going to win that. I don't – I'm taking the Giants. Mm. Same here, yeah. Giants. Odds are uh, Tennessee minus 5.5. So, might be a think value about this, Think about this, though. Brian Dable, when he went into Nashville, okay, in 2021 with the Bills and in 2020 with the Bills – they, uh, they. I mean, th- those teams really scored a lot of points in those games. Now, the Giants aren't the Bills, obviously. Okay, but then you have their defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale. He was in the AFC. He played the Titans last year, and you know, and in 2020. So I think it's a recipe. You know, Daniel Jones always seems to play better on the road. I mean, I think it's you know a lock. For at least the cover, right? I can I can see it being like a, sort of a high scoring game where one of those Titans games where Derrick mm-hmm. Henry gets the ball last and they end up getting a field goal to win it, but that's still a comfortable yeah. Giants cover. So yeah, I like I like that a lot. I like the Texans bet that uh, QB film room and I were talking about on Twitter. Uh, Texans plus eight at home against the Colts. I think people oh, yeah. are over oh, overrating the Colts, underrating the Texans and Davis Mills Mafia. Texans are going to be pretty yeah. solid. Yep. They're a well-coached team. Yeah. I feel like the Colts are always hyped up the start of the season, so usually I can get some pretty easy money by betting under on a lot of Colts futures. Um, <laughs> I do think Texans won't win, but I think eight is a very, very generous number. I think they can get it within eight. Okay, another upset I like a lot, if it gets – not not so much right now, but if it gets to seven, Seahawks plus seven against the Broncos. They're, That's what they're I was just going to say. They're at home in Seattle. Uh, the twelfth man's going to be going crazy. Probably Seahawks fans are kind of soy online, but the real like hardworking blue collar Seahawks fans are going to absolutely boo Russ. So mm-hmm. I, so going to be so rattled. He's going to be so rattled. He can't see over the line. He's just—it's he, going to be ugly, I think. And I—I I don't. I, maybe not a huge win, but they will at least cover. 
I I kind of see the Broncos getting really hot to start off the year. I I as much as I like the Seahawks, I just I don't know. It feels like every year Russell Wilson comes out of the uh, season looking like the MVP and like until maybe week eight or so, and then starts to decline and they lose. Then they either miss the playoffs or lose in the first round. And the Broncos are also kind of like that. Um, they seems like uh, the altitude always like bucks up with teams in September. So mm-hmm. I could see the Broncos starting off red hot, but that doesn't mean I think they're going to be great this year. Yeah. Yeah. Any other ones? Um, I'm not um, going to touch Packers Vikings uh, at all. I, uh, I kind of like the bears against the Niners. Me too. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the exact spread is, but a seven. Seven. seven oh yeah, yeah, we definitely cover that. I could see yeah, us I like so. I could see us winning, honestly, but I imagine it's gonna be like a four point game at the end of it. It's gonna be back and forth, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, think about it. Trey Lance on the road, you know, first start of his first season as the team's quarterback on the road in Chicago. Last year he was on the road against Arizona. He just, you know, was not the greatest. So and that defense, bro. That Bears defense, man. Yeah, Matt Eberflus. I mean, he really does have the whole squad playing together. And we drafted it we had a really good defensive draft. We got Jaquan Brisker in there. He really impressed in the uh in the preseason. Um, but you know what? I think that so it's in Chicago, right? And Trey Lance, when's the last time he played on a field? as horribly maintained as Soldier Field. There was a Rammstein concert in Soldier Field just like the other day. It's going to be a mess. Right. I don't yeah. think he ever has, because if you think about his college career, like, you know, all those teams had uh, seemed to have field turf. So, or AstroTurf. So. Yeah, he, he also played in the field house at uh, North Dakota State. So True, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Bears defense. I mean, just, just look at the players. I mean, uh, they, I mean, they've got, uh, Kendall Vidor at cornerback. I mean, great cornerback, uh, Justin Jones, defensive tackle, uh, Robert Quinn, Kyler Gordon's going to, I think he's going to come out hot as a young guy. He's really good in the preseason. Yep. Jalen Johnson's great. Nicholas Morrow. Uh, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a whole stable of guys that I think could uh, come out and uh, pr- pr- kind of rattle Trey Lance early. I, I, I still think that he, he could win MVP. I think he could have an MVP type of season. I just think it might be rough starting out the gate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about Jags? Uh, last one for me, at least. Is I'd say Jags money line against the Commanders. I like uh, that. Peterson, pretty good in home openers from what I remember. And um, it's a revenge game versus Carson Wentz. I can see the Jaguars um, taking the win uh, on the road. They're only the three, three and a half uh, point uh, road yeah. underdog. I can see them winning, though. Yeah, I can see that, too, um, with, uh, you know, Peterson returning to the NFC East, too. You know, a little more juice to it. Playing yeah, his old right. quarterback, Carson Wentz. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to know all Carson's moves. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I like that one a lot, too. 
knows last the one I'll say here quickly is uh, the Cincinnati Bengals Steelers. Okay, if if you remember last year, um, the Steelers played at the Bills Week One and they won. Okay, on the road. So now it's the Bengals. You know Mike Tomlin's defense, Mitch Trubisky against a team that just lost the Super Bowl. And at home, they are good, you know, the Bengals. But I think it's a possible upset, in my opinion. If it gets Mitch to Trubisky, seven, I'll probably bet that. Mitch Trubisky yeah. was always good, like, you know, on scripted plays, scripted drives, you know. So I think having, like, a nice – I mean, um, in his in, – uh, his second season, Matt Nagy, uh, his first game as head coach, like beautiful first half. Mitch was like killing it, you know, boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. And then wheels kind of fall off in the second half. You know, it's that's the game where, you know, like Rogers like took the perk sets or whatever. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do think that Mitch, uh, like you said, Matt Canada, he's a great offensive coach. I think he'll have Mitch well prepared for week one. I do like them to cover at least. Yeah. All right. Is that uh, anything else? Are we all good? I think we're all good. Yeah. I just wanted to thank you, QBFR, for coming on and yeah. DLG. Yeah. Thank yeah. you guys so much. Thanks yeah. for having me yeah. on, man. It was awesome to you know, finally talk with, with y'all. So, oh, yeah, seriously, yeah. we went on for like two hours. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, man. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, we'll get to do it again. Uh, maybe when the playoffs roll around or mid season or something, yeah. kind of an update. Yeah. yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, you're always welcome in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sweet. I think we'll end up trying to at some point, we'll try and do another episode and kind of revisit some of our predictions, maybe before the playoffs or sometime around there. And, May make some corrections or you know, new playoff predictions. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on once again, uh, QB Film Room. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, we're all really excited. You didn't disappoint. It's going to be a great episode we're going to release. I'm excited for people to listen to it. And yeah, uh, if you want to plug your work once again, go ahead. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, obviously, like I said, thanks for having me, man. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, Twitter handle is at Throw Rockets, um, and then YouTube channel. If if you search QB Film Room, um, you can find more content there. So hopefully, I'll be posting some NFL stuff as the season starts. So.